I've been paying attention to what's going on out there, man. Yep. I've been watching you niggas stealing my ways and shit. Uh-huh. And it's getting out of control now. Out of control. I'm gonna start telling you niggas like I tell my bitches. Listen. Don't watch me, watch TV. This is pay-per-view, nigga. You got to pay for this. Hey. First, let me take time to brush my shoulders off. Wait. I had to dust my shoulders all back. Y'all been waiting, been patient, been anxious. Now I here for bring back me your greatness. Yes, the rap I lead, jab I weave, and come back with the same jab times three. I blow smoke to the heaven. I'm so dope it's a weapon. Rap's one big casino. I'm plotting Ocean Eleven. I, I might have sold the least, but I still managed to be most feared by most MCs. Good. Who dope is me? Who close to me? For sure, Bobby. Nobody. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. Now listen, you can either comprehend it or compliment it. It's all authentic. Yeah. But you better believe whatever I say, no homo. You can bet your balls I miss it. Mike check one two one two one two. Mike check one two one two one two. Mike check one two. What is this? Santana's back to business. Let's go. Mike check one two one two. Check. Mike check one two one two. Check. Mike check one two. What is this? Santana's back to business. Let's go. Bad news, rap dudes. I'm back. In a track movie, God bless me, yes, that's true. So bright, no lights up for me. So light, marry the game, so right up for me. Yes. So nice, so ice up for me. Yes. Two pieces for big and one piece for the key. Yes. I am back like crook crack, yeah. Even my connect asked me how I cook that up. I told him, a brick of me is equivalent to 50 keys. Broken down, so around you in the city street. Wow. If you catch me sex in a chip, it's a bisexual chick or something foreign. I never You know, we already know it's Wednesday because 
you and I are on this thing doing this thing, so we might as well go ahead and get this thing started. All right, go ahead and kick us off with a quick three. All right, well, the first story in the quick three, this is actually a bonus story that I wanted to put out there, uh, first and foremost. Uh, it, it pertains to the Washington Nationals. Uh, everybody knows that the Nats have already clinched the NL East division and right now are in a race to try to um, get home field advantage throughout the um, NL playoffs. But they're going to have to make that run not only to the playoffs, but in the playoffs without their all-star catcher, Wilson Ramos, who is done for the year after tearing his ACL during uh, the Nats' recent road trip. Uh, the uh, injury happened, I believe it was on Sunday, and um, he left the field, and then when he left the field, they did an MRI and it revealed the uh, ACL tear. So Ramos' season is uh, essentially over and done with, so he will not be a part of the postseason for the Nats, uh, which that's a huge loss for the Nationals given the fact that, you know, Ramos has been a, uh, one of the glues to that team uh, over the, uh, recent memory. And that loss is like very is going to weigh very heavily uh, on this team going forward. But uh, hopefully, 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 they'll be able to uh, they'll be able to work without him. It'll be tough right now. They're um, hosting the Diamondbacks uh, right now here um, at Nat Stadium. Though I'm pretty sure that game is currently in a rain delay because it is uh, raining really hard here in the DMV area. So uh, hopefully, you know that'll um, they'll be able to work that out. Uh, story number two has to do with Paul Pierce. Uh, Paul Pierce announced uh, this week that he will return for his 19th season, and he also announced that his 19th season will, in fact, be his final season in the NBA. Uh, that The man has, has, has had a very good career uh, so far in, uh, in the NBA, and now he's going to go ahead and, and close it out pretty soon. Like I said, this will be his 19th season in the league, and he's done quite a bit. So he has nothing to be ashamed of. He's got a, he's got a ring. Well, he's got like what two rings, I think, right? Uh, no, just one. So just one. Well, yeah, he got the one ring. One. So you know he's got he's good to go on that. So he should be he should be good. And like I said, this will be his last season. Uh, good luck to him, and good luck to him going forward in the season. Uh, the actual second story in the quick three has to do with college football. Um. After LSU's loss to Auburn uh, last week, they decided to cut ties with their head coach, Les Miles. Uh, Miles had led them to uh, a couple 10-win seasons uh, over the last uh, couple of years, but with no, with no national championships to show for it and a, a pretty bad start to this season, the uh, AD there and uh, athletics and uh, department decided it was time to, to move on from him. They also fired their uh, offensive coordinator as well. So uh, Les Miles is currently out of work, and um, but I'm pretty sure he will fire. He will be back at work pretty soon because he's actually a very good head coach. Uh, but it didn't work out for him at LSU. Uh, and a final story in the quick three has to do with everybody's favorite uh, wrestling organization, <coughs> excuse me, uh, TNA. Uh, a news story came out recently that TNA is supposed to be having their 
Battle for Glory event coming up this Sunday. But according to mo- uh, but according to sources, they don't have the money for it. Yep, there's a story coming out of out of down Florida that she that CNA may not have the funds to be able to host and uh, put on their Battle for Glory event this coming Sunday. Kind of reminds me of another federation close by here that's having the same problem, but I, I digress. But, yeah, I mean, that is also put um, back on the spotlight uh, a possibility that they could be sold, most likely, to Vince McMahon and the WWE. So keep an eye on that story. But that's your quick three. All right. Oh, man. Actually, I want to talk about that. Um the the story caught my eye. Actually, somebody sent me the story, so I was like, "Oh wow!" I mean, kind of put me on guard. I mean, I'm not surprised. You know, teenagers had their problems, had their uh, problems, especially with finances in the past few years. So now they're at the point where they can't afford to put to even get their paper pay per view off the ground. They don't have. A, they can't afford to pay for the stage to have it on. Like that's. Wow, that's an all-time blow. But uh, uh, it's another rumor going around following that story that ESPN uh, might be in the market of actually putting up some, actually buying T, uh, TNA. Are you serious? Yeah. Think about it. I mean, Man. once upon a time, TNA did feature wrestling. Yeah. I mean, remember the old AWA? They used yeah. to know ESPN. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised to see somebody purchase TNA within the next two days because they have until Friday to actually get the funds for Bountiful Glory. Well, it'll be interesting to see if the, if it happens. I mean, I I, I don't know, man. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's 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 looking a little bit shaky for 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 them folks there to be able to have Bountiful Glory, which is one of their biggest uh, pay per views uh, on the calendar, yeah. and for them to not be able to have it, it's 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 not looking too good for them. But you know, it is what it is. But you know, speaking of wrestling, you know that we got. Uh, uh, oh. Before we get into wrestling, uh, wrestling, we actually got a couple of callers on. Okay. All right. Oh, you know what? The first caller. One zero two seven. Welcome to the Skybox. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? This is uh Uh oh. Uh oh. Coach Crixus. Uh oh. Coach Fritz. Okay, okay. Yes. We got Coach Fritz right, in the house. I'm, I actually want you to stay on for a minute too, because uh, I actually got another. I actually have another caller on. But go. I mean, go go ahead and uh, speak your mind real quick. I mean, as far as the whole, as far as the whole TNA, the worst part about that whole situation is that people are begging for TNA to die, and. It's going to leave us in the same situation that we're in now where we're complaining about WWE, how they have no alternate. No, TNA is not competition, but it is something else to watch. It's different stars. 
different creative, different ideas. Yes, it's not as good. Yes, they have their moments where it's just terrible, but I just don't get why people are so obsessed with TNA just, just dying out. Like, I, I don't see why that is an obsession. Um, okay, honestly, I'm not, I'm not ready for TNA to die. Because if TNA dies, die. we lose Broken Matt Hardy. And I cannot. Right. I will not. I refuse to lose Broken Matt Hardy right now. Not yo, right now. No. Broken no. Matt Hardy no. is everything right now, yo. I mean, but at the same time, I mean, him himself cannot care, couldn't carry TNA on his back. I mean, it was just too much. I mean, TNA has gotten better, but it, it, it got better at the at the wrong time. It was too late for them to really rebound what they've already lost. Exactly. But before we get into wrestling, though, this is a conversation that I actually had I want to actually bring up. And I actually have someone else on the line. Coach Crooks, you don't mind staying on, do you? No, no, I don't. No, I don't. I'm good. All right. Eight zero five four. Coach Chris says this is Black GOP. I walked onto the skybox. I walked onto the skybox. Butterball. No, 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 no. Oh, we lit the night, motherfucker. No, no, Coach Chris. We're lit the night. I walked onto the skybox, butterball naked, covered in honey, with a motherfucking beehive in my hand. TNA does deserve to die. TNA is trash, dude. They got rid of the six-sided ring. They had Hogan. They wanted they had back. that Dixie Rod. It, 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 it's a disaster. It's on fire. They tried to go for this Monday Night Raw, and they got crushed. It's over, son. It's AJ Styles to the WWE. I repeat, AJ Styles and Samoan Joe are in the WWE. It's a wrap. I'm sorry. I, I will take Ring of Honor over Trashy TNA any day of the week. So, Coach, I think you're wrong on that one. Um, here's the deal. I, here's the deal. I'm not, I never said TNA was better. I never said it was better than Ring of Honor. I just don't see why people are so upset with TNA just dying. I, I because it's trash. I mean, it's trash. I, I started watching so long ago. It, it, it's, tra- it's, it's just trash, dude. Like, I mean, there are, there are some things that kind of happen here and there. I see the clips on, you know, Facebook-ish, whatever. It's just like, ah. I'm like, they're, they're just not drawn like they used to. And they've conformed. They've conformed to the wrestling format that, that does equal failure for every company that does. Stop trying to be like WWE. Keep your own shit and be original. It's easy. I I, I agree. I feel that TNA went with a ring of honor, less storyline, more wrestling approach. They will have a little bit more success, but I, I just like like uh, Chill said, you know, it's probably too late. Who knows? But I, I just I just want to know. Like you said, it's trash. I mean, people think it's trash. Maybe that's why they want it gone. I just, you know, I I, I don't, I'm not a TNA fan. I'm not like obsessed and DVR in it. But in the end. If it's on, I may watch it. I'm not grabbing my remote to hurry up, but I don't know. Maybe one day I'll, I'll get it. And, and, you know, and you know, you're right. It, it is something else to watch. It is something else to watch. Now, that, that's true. I just, coming from seeing what TNA was 
and I used to be excited as a wrestling fan to watch TNA. I used to be happy to get away from WWE, and then TNA literally tried to become the little sister of WWE, and and I I couldn't. I didn't know where to go after that. I didn't know where to go. So I was, I was, I was done. I've been done with TNA for years. So, hey. Anyway, hey, guys. Thanks for welcoming to the Skybox. I'm here. Holla. Uh, appreciate that, Yo, yo. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. We appreciate it. Do you want me to I think he's on. No, I'm here. Oh. I'm here. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, before we really get into wrestling, though, uh, there was this article that uh, I also saw uh, about the uh, Helen Hall Redskins restaurant. That's yeah, gonna bring that up that. now. Cause, yeah, man, yeah. let's bring that up now. I posted that, and, and GOP, GOP had probably the most epic rebuttal to that article that I've ever seen in my life. I mean, but of course, I mean. That's, I mean, when I first read it, I'm like, what the? Okay, I mean, it was nothing really about the restaurant. <laughs> nah. <laughs> you know, I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was really, I was really perplexed because, um, you know, I, guys, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't know a goddamn thing about sports. Um, I do know Coach Curtis is trash in the NBS, but outside of that, I don't know a lot about sports. <laughs> um. But you know, but, but when I when I read that article, I do know a lot about politics and hit piece articles. I mean, and that and that was a complete hit piece article on not just the Redskins restaurant, but on the Redskins themselves. And so as I read it, I, mean, I was scrolling around whatever morning. I, I probably been hung out. I may be still drinking at 9:30 in the morning. I don't know. It's any given Sunday for me. Um, but <laughs> I, I I read the article and I was like, this is such a bullshit article, you know. And, and, and I don't have it up in front of me, and if anyone does, then, you know, please remind me. But I do remember saying, like, like okay, dude, yes, you ran out of silver, and there was no silverware. It's a busy fucking restaurant. It happened. You know, you know, he, he's comparing, you know, a guy who's asleep at the bar to Daniel Snyder in the game. Like, what, what are you talking about, homie? He's talking about that, and that picture, guys, please, as witnesses, that picture of that ribot was a beautiful Perfect, medium rare, with still, with still, still charm on the outside of ribeye. Looked beautiful. He's like, well, it wasn't seasoned enough. I'm like, motherfucker, you don't listen to me, okay? I, I've been in the hospitality industry for 17 years, okay? Okay? You don't fucking season a ribeye. You, you may throw some sea salt, maybe some pepper, maybe like whatever, a little bit of spice, whatever you want, but you don't season a ribeye. You know what I mean, the, the, the goddamn fat does all the flavor. It's the fat and the marble in the ribeye that gives it its flavor. So I'm, I'm like, dude, you have no idea what you're talking about. You have no idea what you're talking about. If you're mad that the Redskins lost to the Steelers, just say it and we're cool. Don't take it out on the restaurant, homie. Don't take it out on the restaurant. You're talking opening night, opening night, Skins versus Steelers. The place is going to be busy. Say they were understaffed. If they were understaffed, cool. That's what it sounds like to me. You know, but don't try to go in like the restaurant with some trash because you're mad about the game. And I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm here. I'm here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Honestly, like yep. when he mentioned seasoning on the ribeye, though, I'm like, hold up, wait, it's a fucking ribeye. I mean, just like Black GOP, I'm also a restaurant guy. I mean, 16 years <laughs> total, about 13 years cooking. But I mean, at one point, I actually had to cook ribeyes. I mean, you cannot 
You don't need to put seasoning on a fucking ribeye. You don't need to put seasoning on a fucking mid-rare steak because your flavor is in the mid-rare. <laughs> but on a ribeye, come on now. <laughs> I mean, most of, most of the shit he was complaining about was pretty much him. It wasn't even it really anything about the restaurant. I mean, I, w- I couldn't even call it nitpicking. It was just he was just looking for shit to take. He was just looking for shit to take out on the restaurant because of how he was feeling at the moment watching the game. That's what I was saying. That's why when I looked at the article, I was like, "There's no way in hell that that restaurant was that way for him to go on and write an article and talk about it in that manner." I'm like, "There's no way in hell." It obviously he's obviously feeling sour crazy. So we got our ass whooped on Monday night, and instead of looking at a uh, you know trying to find the positives of the restaurant experience. I mean, it's a, a restaurant, a, res, a Redskins themed restaurant, for Christ's sake. I'm pretty sure every city that has an NFL team has an NFL themed restaurant. I mean, instead of looking hey, for the positives, he pointed out all the negatives. And like I said, all the negatives about the restaurant wasn't even really about the restaurant. And it was just like, okay, dude, like, you really, you're really trying to really ruin this restaurant before you really get started with, with this kind of crap. I'm going to tell you something right now. Yeah. One of these days, like, I'm out here in Herndon right now. I just dropped somebody off in Herndon. I'm almost tempted to go find that goddamn restaurant and go there just to look and see that shit. For real. Yeah, we should go. We should, we should, we should all go. We should all go one day. We should all go and do our own, our own real, real. I'm actually going to be in that area next month. Yeah, like, early next month. Yeah. That might be, yeah, that we, might we be might a move. To, but, yeah, we might have to make that trip. But I mean, it, it was funny to me because all the neg- negatives that he tried to point out weren't even negatives about the restaurant. <laughs> Come on out! All right, I saw the mashed potatoes. I'm like, all right. I looked at them. I'm like, all right, they're real cheesy, but it says cheese. They're supposed to be cheesy. <laughs> I mean, what you expect when you add a lot? When mashed potatoes are cheesy, they're gonna fucking look damn near yellow. I mean, I saw no problem with. Food. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I didn't see a problem with the food. Shit, I'd have ate that shit. I'd have been, man, trust me. I'd have picked out on all that and been like, I'd have been happy as a pig and shit. Trust and believe me. Shit, sure. but yeah, I would have ate. I would have paid for that. I mean, what you mean? <laughs> and, and and what's what's so hard about saying, um, excuse me, waitress, my mashed potatoes are a little lukewarm. Can I get you teased up or get a new a new side of mashed potatoes that are hot? What's so what's so hard about saying that instead of when you're in a crowded restaurant, sometimes especially mashed potatoes and and, 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 and you know chills can tell you this, mashed potatoes are a difficult thing in the restaurant business because when you get busy, it's not always there's not always enough time to heat them up properly. It just happens. I, I yeah. I've been there a million oh, yeah. times. I've been there a million times. You know what I mean? So so what, what's so hard oh, about saying hey I I, I he, instead of just sitting there with them. <laughs> And being mean about it, just say, hey, look, you know, the mashed potatoes came with form. I asked for a new side. They happily replaced it. Great service. Da, da, da. You know, and he didn't do that. He's like, oh, they did the, the mashed potatoes with form. <laughs> you, like, you, you control your dining experience. You know what I mean? You made, you made your dining experience work and just because you were mad about the game. And, and I think, too, the Washington Post. The Washington Post is a leftist, uh, super liberal, uh, you know, newspaper that, that goes by the change with the wind. The opinion changes with the wind. Trust me. The, I, I, I cannot stress when I, how, how I, when I thought I was in the post, I was like, yep, yeah, exactly. Figured. Figured I was in the post. I figured. There you go. There you go. There you go. 
I tell you what, like I said, I think we all, I think, GOP, you were on to something. I think we all should go there and give our own, you know, give our own opinion on it and, you know, our own unbiased, honest opinion on it instead of, you know, there during a game and, you know, being pissed off and saying, well, the restaurant must suck because the game sucks, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to ju- I'm not going to judge a restaurant off of if my team is getting its ass kicked. When I go to a restaurant, I mean, I'm going to judge a restaurant over the overall experience. I mean, I've had some shitty dining experience. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's been a time I waited Man, an hour I- for bacon. Sorry. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. That. Yeah. But that, that <laughs> I got more work than that. I mean, I've literally waited one hour on bacon on a sandwich that on. I literally waited an hour for bacon for something that's supposed to have been on my sandwich. An hour. <laughs> Every time there's several walk past, hey, can I get my bacon? Hey, can I get my bacon? Excuse me, can I get my bacon? And for a straight hour, yeah, and that's, it took me an hour to get my bacon. Damn, your sandwich was probably <laughs> cold by then if it was a hot sandwich. No, nah, it, 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 it was cold. It was, it was a barbecue oh. chicken sandwich. There was a grilled chicken breast uh, with barbecue chicken, uh, Monterey Jack cheese, and cheddar, and cheddar with bacon on it. Okay. <laughs> so that everything that was the Had everything but the bacon. Oh, shit. So oh, by, shit. by the time I got the bacon, I, I sent my sandwich back to get uh, the, uh, get heated up. I mean, just a quick minute in the microwave. That's all I need. I don't need my food piping hot. Right. Yeah, but I remember all the times with Bailey's, but we're not going to get into all that because, you know, we got other sports oh, no, no. to talk about. You know what I'm saying? We already nah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just want to know, uh, did anybody watch Clash of Champions this past Sunday? Oh, that nonsense. <laughs> so you thought it was BS too, huh? It it was just it was it was to me for them to be competing with SmackDown and the only title change was Roman Reigns beating Rusev. That is, it's it. I I wasn't expect like everyone to lose their titles, but there were no swerves. It wasn't no turns, no introductions. I don't feel any new storylines were created out of that pay per view. Like if you didn't watch. If you didn't watch Clash of Champions and you watched Raw, you didn't miss anything. Overall, like, it wasn't there was there was nothing there for me to keep me interested. Honestly, I, I, didn't, I, I, I haven't I, 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 I haven't seen wrestling in a while. Oh my bad. <laughs> and I, I was gonna say I, I did not watch Clash of Champions, but however, I do recognize the fact, and this is a hardcore fact, that Coach Christmas is the absolute worst thing to ever hit the DMVF and uh, DMVF history. Thank you. <laughs> God damn! All right, Coach oh, Christmas, he, he's gonna he's gonna fuck with you the whole time that he's on that he's on here. So, I'm not. Trust me. Once, once I, once I heard his voice, I knew I was in for a long hour as long as I'd be on here. Oh, you should already know. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should already know. Trust me. I, I watched Clash of Champions, and I have to agree that uh, it was just, it was such, it was so lackluster with all the hype, especially surrounding the Universal Title match. 
the triple threat women's title match, the tag title match, every all the hype around all these title matches, and nothing really, like, the Cruiserweight title match, I already knew there wasn't going to be a title change, because he just got that title recently, I knew that wasn't going to be a change, I kind of assumed there was going to be a title change with the tag titles, because it's already been like almost 400 days, it was 399 days at that point. I figured maybe they was going to pull the trigger and put the titles on uh, on uh, Anderson and Gallows, but they didn't. Um, I kind of think, I kind of was assuming that they might change, take the title off Charlotte. They didn't. I kind of knew that they was going to put the title on Reigns from Rusev. I, I kind of saw that coming. And I kind of figured that there was not going to be a title change in the main event either. Because, again, they, they're trying to really push Owens to really be a true main event. Heel. So I kind of figured that those were not like I kind of figured it wasn't gonna be a lot of title changes, but the way they went about it was just like, okay, this, what the hell is this crap? Like, what is this? They took the TNT approach. It's funny that it's funny that the one title that changed is the one that no one wanted to see change. That, exactly. That's just that's. I ain't gonna lie. I, I did enjoy Rusev's second reign as U.S. champion. <laughs> he was. Uh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it to end. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Like, his second reign as U.S. champion was champion was uh, was pretty cool, especially with the whole marriage thing and then getting in the beat with the with old booty hair himself and everything like that. It was it was it was a, a very entertaining. Uh, I don't run. I will say that. I mean, hope. I'm just gonna hope that he uh, that pushed to the uh, main event spot now. You know. I mean, honestly, I didn't even see Clash of Champions World North SmackDown, so I can't really comment too much. I mean, I'm on that. I'm on that. Uh, working two jobs six days a week type shit. So, but I still have Facebook to keep me hip though. So I knew who won due to Facebook, but I mean I'm not surprised that Roman actually beat Rusev. I'm not surprised. I mean I, that is still I, I was, Vince's I was, new Samoan Cena. So let me just jump in here real quick. Uh, you know Ro- Ro- Roman Reigns is the biggest disease to ever hit wrestling. I don't understand why he gets the pussy. I know he does have that, uh, you know, Samoan heritage going for him. And, you know, that, and that, that, that carries a lot of weight in the world of wrestling. But at the end of the day, dude, you got to be able to wrestle, and then you got to be able to grab the mic, and you can't grab the mic. You know, Roman Reigns is horrific on the mic. He is just a disaster. Hey, it's, 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 I don't know if it's a development that, you know, isn't working in his favor. I don't know if, you know, maybe it's his training or maybe he's, you know, or maybe that's just his moveset that he was given. And he's actually a really good wrestler. Maybe somewhere else behind the scenes. I don't know. But what I do know is Roman Reigns just isn't doing it. I mean, he got some of the hypest, um, you know, the hypest storylines we've ever seen for a guy being put, and he still can't deliver and by the way, I don't know who is being electrocuted in the background, but I hope you're okay. Uh, um, but the thing, like I, how you mentioned, you know, Black GOP just mentioned how Roman Roman Reigns tied in. He didn't develop at all. Like 
there was no development. It was just straight to the top. But the thing I don't get is, it's like people are saying, like, Roman Reigns is on the Cena boat where people are going to him just because it's the thing to do. That's, that's not the case with Roman Reigns. Is there just something not there for the simple fact you have a Bulgarian slash Russian holding, anti-American holding the United States title and Roman Reigns gets booed after he wins. That's not a booing just because it's the thing to do. I'm sorry, like, it's... Even Cena didn't get booed when he ended Rusev's undefeated streak, which was, which was crazy enough. I mean, dude came on the freaking tank, <laughs> and then he and loses the title. But Cena does not get booed. But Roman Reigns, for somehow, it's it's something not there. And I don't know if it's more than just the mic or what, but it's just something not there for him to still be getting booed at this point. Honestly, I, yeah. with Roman, I went back to to when he was at NXT. I saw some of his old promos. What happened from man. NXT to now? Like, I think he should. I think he should have stayed the strong, silent type, in my opinion. Honestly, that could have worked. But at the same time, it's like they're trying to push him to be something that he's not. I mean, they need if they really want to get something out of Roman, get get him a fucking manager like Paul Heyman, make him a savage. Nah, he can't be a Paul Heyman guy. I'm sorry, he can't be a Paul Heyman guy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> exactly. I was about to say that. <laughs> Hell, even Ryback was a Paul Heyman guy for a minute. Wasn't Ryback a Paul Heyman guy for a little bit? Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, he was. And now, and, and now, and now, Ryback is actually that's his actual legal name now. He, he actually legally had his name changed to Ryback, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Like, <laughs> yeah. So now, he pulled now WWE Warriors. can't be. Like, you know, hold the trademark over his head because now that's legal. Hey. But, you know, what do I, what do we know? But I just thought that to be fun. I just thought that to be fun. That's just me. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's all I have. Booty. I said booty here. I'm sorry, but he, he just. As much everybody, I mean, the WWE tries so hard, so so hard to like get this dude, like get this dude to be cheered and loved and admired. It's just, it's just not gonna, it's just not working. Like you saw, like it was evident at at, night, at Clash of Champions when he beat an anti-American heel and got booed. It was proven. That was a proof. That was proof positive. Proof positive. Okay, my thing with this is WWE cannot force everything on the fans. Roman Reigns is one of those things that they cannot force on us because we're not. We don't accept Roman. <laughs> nope. I, I'm tell, I'll tell you this now. One, the CM Punk promo. Kind of did some damage. The CM Punk promo did a good amount of damage to his career. But in the end, I feel that if John Cena 
And John Cena came out seven years later. Let's say John Cena came out 2010-2011. John Cena would not be who he is. On the mic or not, for the simple fact with what and what WWE kind of put this problem on themselves when they openly admitted with the whole Daniel Bryan storyline that they picked the face of the company. They openly admitted it with the Daniel Bryan storyline that they picked the face of the company. That was there in the CM Punk promo, even though, I mean, not the promo, but the CM Punk podcast, um, the Coca Banner podcast. Those two things were the biggest issue that hurt Roman Reigns. Right. That's that's true. That's that, that's that's very very true in my opinion. Like it's it, it was just clear that that's how they do that's how they do things, and um, you know they picked Roman to be the face, even though he turned around and got popped for uh, popped for Molly. And, you know, you would think they'd be still punishing him, but instead of punishing him, now they give him a championship and to run with. And it's like, okay, um, have we had we had enough of this already? Apparently, WWE hasn't had enough yet. They're still trying to get us to drink it from the Kool-Aid. But um, what I also find uh, funny is they had Roman – in a rematch against Rusev uh, this past Monday night, and it had a double countout finish. So it seems as if they're not done with that storyline as of yet if they had a double countout finish. So it's apparent that he's going to probably face Rusev again uh, for that championship, and maybe they might have some finality to that, to that storyline. I don't know yet. Um. They they had they also like there's there's a bunch of stuff that happened on Raw and SmackDown that like kind of you know kind of either set up for stuff to get continued and just didn't really have anything to finish or anything like that. It's just it was it was a weird thing of day of programming. Uh, like I, I like I didn't see the finish to AJ Styles Dean Ambrose because I fell asleep. Um, but I don't know, like, what, what, did anybody see what happened? Because I was watching it last night, and I ended up falling asleep. Now that work? Uh, I wouldn't know. I, I fell asleep during that match, too. I mean, I just know, I know, oh, I, I, did, I did watch it. I did catch it. So, Styles, Cena, um, Styles, like, pushed Cena when they got outside the ring. Cena gets up on the apron trying to fight with the ref out of nowhere, and then Styles pushes Ambrose into Cena. Okay. Um, so so uh, Ambrose goes out the ring. He's getting that scene or whatever. He's talking to him, gets in the ring, and then Styles, I forgot what move Styles did him with, but Styles won the match. Oh, uh, Styles did a roll-up and then pulled the trunks while Ambrose was fighting with Cena. So at the end of the match, Ambrose, I mean, Cena comes in the ring. Ambrose pushes him or whatever. Cena hits him with an A. Styles tries to attack Cena. Cena hits him with an A. And then Cena is holding the title at the end of the show. They ain't about to put the title on Cena. Nah, I don't see that happening. Not, not, they nah. got, just got that joint. They ain't about to put that title on Cena. No, they better not. They better not have him tie Ric Flair for the most world titles. No, I will 
I would not that, be a happy person. Okay, um, I, don't, I ain't trying to be funny, but you know that is coming. <laughs> but, but how I will, soon do you I will kick a puppy. I, I just want to know, how, how much time do you think they're going to hold off? Because you got to remember, around this time last year at SummerSlam, they had the whole You Can't See Me 16 Times t-shirt, and that was a big deal. And they held off for him getting that win for a whole year. How much longer do you think they're going to hold off before they say, before they pull the trigger and say he's tied with Flair's record? Man, if it happens, uh, if it happens at no mercy, I'm going to kick a puppy. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> they need to let AJ have a good run with the uh, with the title, with the top title, be the top guy on SmackDown. Let him have that run before they decide to, to you know bless Cena, like give Cena that 16th world title reign and have him tie Ric Flair. But it better not happen. No mercy. I will fucking kick a puppy. <laughs> I will kick the shit out of this little motherfucker too. Damn it. And then, and then I like the I like the storyline they got with um with Alexa Bliss and, and Becky Lynch. I like that storyline though. I will say that that storyline is hot. But when she came out uh, before Becky's match and beat the shit out of her. But I I like that storyline. But uh, what y'all? Yo, uh, hey, coach, did you see? Did you see the Uso? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. You hear me? Yeah, I hear. You. Hey, coach, did you see the right. Uso's new entrance though? I wonder. Uh oh, did we did we lose him? Yeah, we looks like we did. Well, let me tell you, uh, that, that's, that's, that's because Coach Crooks is a loser, so it makes perfect sense that we would lose him on the show. Um, it, makes, it makes absolute perfect sense. First off, um, I, I have not seen a new Uzo entrance, but what I've seen is uh, Coach Crooks choke. He is a choke master flex, and uh, I'll be handling him when I return to the NBA. Um, uh, to, get, to get back on to get back into wrestling, guys. Um, there, there is a guy who has been affiliated with WWE, and um, I don't know. I, I felt like the SummerSlam or presidential debate just happened. The Monday night debate was a disaster. I don't know. I felt like it, I felt like it was watch, it was like watching TNA. Clash of Champions and the show Monday Night Raw fight. Well, Watch, in my opinion, uh, SmackDown was was again better. And I think Raw really suffered in the ratings because they went up against uh, Monday Night Football, even though they, it was a Falcons ass whooping, uh, and against the uh, presidential debate. So they kind of they kind of really went up against the, the gambit right there, and it showed in the ratings. But but then again, it didn't really saw very to begin. But you know, what do, what do I know? What what do I know? I mean, I don't know nothing. I just I just sit on here and do this with y'all. Yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah. Same here. 
But you know, I mean, I just hope that maybe next week they'll they'll come back with, with something a little bit better and a little bit more entertaining, at least Raw, because I mean, Raw's supposed to be the the A show they say, and yet the A show has been less than an A, less than a B, to be honest with you. Would you would you agree? Honestly, yeah, but ever since the brand split, SmackDown has outperformed Raw. I mean, it's at the point yeah, where I'd rather watch SmackDown than Raw. Yeah, that's 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 where we are now. <laughs> we're here now, like as as another podcaster would say, and we're here now. Like it's 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 just that's where we are. It's to the point now that that's that people want to tune in to watch SmackDown Live more than uh, Raw. It's it's a proven fact. But um, yeah, I I think that you know SmackDown. I think SmackDown's going to come with a very good, really good show for the Go Home Show. The No Mercy. You got No Mercy coming up from this Sunday, uh, and I think it's going to be. I think that pay per view is going to be live. In my opinion, it's going to be a good pay per view, uh, and I can't wait to watch it. I, I'm actually looking forward to this more than I was looking forward to watching Class Champions. To be honest with you. Wow, and, and I also I also think an honorable mention. Like your feedback here, um, I also think an honorable mention has to go out. Um, what a lot of people didn't know is that Paul Heyman was right in SmackDown, uh, right when they kicked it off. So a lot of that ingenuity and, and, and the newness and continuity was from the mind of Paul Heyman. There you go. That hey, he's right. He's right. Paul Heyman did really make uh, SmackDown an innovative show and now they're really they're really showing their stuff now with the um with the brand split. Um I honestly think I honestly think that the Cruiserweights would have been better served better served being on SmackDown than on Raw because if you notice all the matches they've had, it's been dead crowds. The whole every every match they've had has been dead crowds and it's 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 sad. It's really sad to see, but that's just me. So we we gonna move on to to to, to, to some more some more some more sports stuff. Oh, but of course we are. Um, before we get into the uh, major league baseball race, over the over the well, pretty much the past few couple of days, uh, we lost two figures in the world of professional sports. First, we lost golfing legend Arnold Palmer. Yeah, that that man that that hurt me for real, for real. Me being someone who's a you know diehard golfer and a diehard golf fan, uh, when I woke up to the news of the uh, the of Arnie being gone, I was like, man, that was like a shot, to, that was like a dagger to the heart. Uh, Arnie was one of the like he was part of the original uh, big three of golf with Jack Nicklaus and uh, Gary Player. And he won multiple majors, won 65 times on the PGA Tour. Uh, just an all, just uh, he's a golf hall of famer, and again, just an amazing, amazing uh, player and man. Uh, he actually survived um, prostate cancer. Um, 
to make it to be the age of 85. So, you know, uh, rest in peace to, to Arnold Palmer, man. I, like, he's going to be missed. Uh, and the ceremonial tee shot at Augusta is not going to be the same uh, without him. I would, I would like to jump in also on this as I've, uh, you know, kind of found myself in the country club industry, uh, the, the, the country club side of the hospitality industry. And, you know, every, everyone knows the Arnold Palmer is lemonade and iced tea, right? Yeah. But, but, but there's a difference. The way it's properly made, and I want to put this out there for everyone who, who, who wants to show respect to Arnold Palmer, it's actually... Um, iced tea, like 25% iced tea, 25% lemonade, 25% iced tea, and then 25% lemonade. It's like, bam, you, you don't you don't just do half and half, which, which is the other name for the drink. It is actually, you do one, a little bit of one, a little bit of the other, a little bit of one, a little bit of the other, a little bit of one, a little bit of the other, and that's how he really did it. And seeing these people do that out of tribute to him, because there's always iced tea lemonade stands, um, at, you know, at my job, and seeing them do it the way, that, the exact way that Arnold Palmer did it, it shows the uh, the golf tribute and the history, the legacy, you know, and it, it, it's very honorable to see. You know what I mean? Yeah, actually, I didn't know that. I really didn't. I'm not something to worry about. That is, and there you go. Um, I didn't know either that that's how a, a true auto Palmer was made. Like that's that's really good. That's really good to know. I might have to I might have to try that uh, one of these days. Oh yeah, I know I'm going to. Um, but we also we also lost another life. Um, uh, Miami Island's pitcher Jose Fernandez also passed away. He was like 23. 24. 24. 24. Died in a boating accident. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's another loss that I think hit a lot of people really hard because he was actually the ace of that pitching staff. He was one of the, one of the most prolific. Uh, he was, one of the, he was a, a young phenom, really, really pitching well for, for the Marlins, even though the team itself wasn't really going anywhere. But he, he did well. And tough loss for for that for that franchise. They actually had to cancel their game Sunday uh, to mourn his loss. Very very tragic. I mean, any death is tragic. But like, damn, twenty four. <laughs> like shit, he he was just really starting to hit that peak. In his life, not just his career, but his life. Yeah. Matter of fact, it was um, he actually his girlfriend is actually pregnant with their first child, and um, uh, I know this because there's a, a lady that I'm friends with on Facebook who um, who knows him. He's actually a part of this um, foundation known as Live Like Bella, and he. Wow. Um, he uh, he attended their recent uh, event, uh, literally like I think a couple weeks before she just had her her baby girl, and she had pictures of him and everything, and it's it's tragic. It just it goes to show you that how how precious life is uh, for when for this to happen. Oh yeah, man. You know, um, <laughs> it really is. 
you talk you talk about I I, I don't even know the um, the athlete you're, you guys are talking about you know because I'm, I'm not well versed in the sports world but at the end of the day I know what it's like to be 24 I mean it's, you know losing your life at 24 is it, you haven't even you haven't even really grown into a man yet you're a man legally but you haven't even seen what you need to see to, to, to define who you are. You know, it, it takes that, 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 that 30, that 31, that 32, that 33, and even 35. Then you start to see what life is all about. And to see anyone out there short change of that is, is you know, it, 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 you know their, their family truly deserves blessings. And you just, you just hope that that's not, you know, one of us or one of our, our nephews or younger brothers. I mean, it, 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 it's very tragic to lose your life at 24. That's, that's, you haven't even seen anything yet, you know, and, and you know, when you hear about the world being cut short, you know, literally, literally cut right out of you um, for whatever reason. It's just, it, it, it's bad all around. That's, that's, you know, that is my thought. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That is, that's Amen. real. That's real. That's real. So, you know, rest in peace to, to Fernan- uh, Jose Fernandez and rest in peace to Arnold Palmer. 2016 can go suck can go can go suck a dick somewhere because they just they're taking too many of our legends legends in the making right yeah. now. 2016 hasn't been kind to no one. It really hasn't. I'm I'm about tired, I'm about tired of 2016. To be honest with you, it's not even October yet. I'm about tired of 2016. 2016 needs to go somewhere. I mean, it's like 2016 came in with a hit list of everybody they wanted to take. All the icons and legends and great players. But moving on, moving on though, uh, something I wanted to add on to uh, the quick three when you uh, announced that Paul Pierce made his announcements about uh, retiring. So his former teammate, the big ticket, Kevin Garnett, announced his retirement earlier this week. Well, actually last week. After 21 seasons of playing in the NBA, Playing for the Timberwolves, the Celtics, the Nets, and going back to the Timberwolves, he is he has announced his retirement. So looking at the fact that Kobe, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett have all retired in the same year, that Hall of Fame class is going to be possibly one of the best ever. And that, honestly, I am ready for that ceremony. <laughs> man, that Hall of Fame class is going to be off the hook. It's going to be off the hook because you got, you know, I mean, between like with Tim Duncan, Kevin, KG, uh, Pierce, that those are guaranteed Hall first ballot Hall of Famers. I don't care what anybody says. They're they're guaranteed they're first ballot Hall of Famers and then some. Oh yeah. Well, honestly, I don't think. Cage, I don't think uh, Paul Pierce would be in the Hall of Fame class considering the fact that he's playing this season. He won't retire until the end yeah. of this season. So yeah. it will most likely be Kobe, Tim Duncan with Kevin Garnett, which is still a great class because, I mean, you have one, you have three of the greatest players ever, especially during, during their era. I mean, you have Tim Duncan who's considered the greatest power forward of all time the greatest power forward of all time. Then you have Kobe, who's considered one of the greatest players ever. I mean, easily top five. The closest thing that you'll get to Michael Jordan without actually being Michael Jordan. Then you have Kevin Garnett, one of the most 
consistent players in NBA history. One of the tallest play, one of the one of the first hybrid hybrid big men in the league. I mean, this is a guy who was seven foot tall, but only two twenty. He was, he, I mean, he was so talented that he would play the small forward, the power forward, even center. So I mean, you can't, you can't, you have to respect that. Yeah, you do. You do have to respect that a lot. Um, and like I said, I think that oh, you sure. know these next couple of Hall of Fame classes are going to be pretty are going to be pretty awesome. Um, just to, you know goes without saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, Coach Crixus. Co- Coach Crixus, welcome back. Yes. 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 What's up? This nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Y'all niggas ain't shit right I'm, now. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I know. I fucked up the floor. I'm good. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. But now, uh, you pretty much heard us talk about uh, Kevin Garnett's recent retirement. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Coach Brooks? Uh, with KG, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be one of the few on this. I was. It wasn't his playing. Let me get that. Let me make that clear now. Not because of skill, but I was never really a Kevin Garnett fan. <laughs> For a couple, for not a couple, but mostly because I've always found Kevin Garnett to be a little over dramatic. Like, say for instance, like you hear Kevin Garnett's cuss words loud and clear on TV when they don't need to be, and they be for unnecessary reasons. Like, there's just sometimes, like, yes, I feel you can be intense. Yes, I feel you do need to have a certain level of passion. But I feel like a lot of times Kevin Garnett kind of takes that too far. In the end, you know, it's going to suck he's gone, but I'm I'm not going to, you know. To me, Kevin Garnett, him retiring is not going to feel the same as Kobe and Duncan retirement. And that's not, that's not just from a ring standpoint. It's just for the simple fact, like, whenever, like, Kevin Garnett had that MVP year where he was the most dominant player in the league. But in the end, when Kobe and Tim were on the court, it was clear he was he was dominant. And Kevin Garnett was good, but I don't I I, I don't know. I, I just always felt some type of way about it. A lot of it's just it's just being over dramatic. Um, like like I said, you do have to have a passion to play the game. But I, I just was how he carried himself sometimes on the court, I I've never really liked it. Plus he ran from a uh, running that thing with Carmelo, so he never ran that thing with Carmelo, so he owned that one. Mm. Okay, you know what? That's an interesting perspective. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm not a huge KG fan either, but I respect what this man has done. I mean, mostly my impressed I mean, the main reason why I'm not too much of a KG fan is because one, I'm a Spurs fan, and when he was in Minnesota, I mean, I saw Tim Duncan used to 
you used to get the best of him. I mean, from my standpoint, I mean, KG was a good trash talker. But it was like, when it came down to clutch moments, I mean, where was he? Granted, in Minnesota, he did not have a team until Streetwell and Sam Cassell came along. And Serbiak. Serbiak. Wally, uh, I remember when they first drafted him. <laughs> he wasn't yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he also had Stephon Marbury, but Marbury didn't want to be the sidekick, so. And that was the beginning of Starbury. But I mean, I I just I just look at it like, I mean, I respect I, I respect KG's game. I mean, yes, he he was over dramatic. Yes, it was times where he just needed to shut up and play ball, and he didn't. Yes, he did not show up in clutch moments. You know, I, over, at the end of the day, he's still a Hall of Famer. He is, but would you? But but he is, but would you really say that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer? I, I would love to answer that. I would love to answer that. Oh, this is Black Joe P. I would love to answer that before I go, folks. I got a role. Um, I, I would again like to point out a man who calls himself coach is doing his best to down talk on a Hall of Famer, a man with over twenty six thousand points, a man with over fourteen thousand rebounds. I mean, it was over 5,000 assists. This goes to show that this asshole who calls himself coach has no real specific value for a true Hall of Fame athlete. And do you know why he has no value for a true Hall of Fame athlete? It's because it's politics. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks, thanks for having me on. Uh, Eat a dick, Coach Christmas, and I'm out, guys. Hey, there it is. Thank you, Black JLP, for calling in. Please feel free to do it whenever. But honestly, stat-wise, Kevin Garnett is a first ballot Hall of Famer. If you look at his numbers, I mean, he's an elite class. I mean... He's he's, he's definitely up there. He's definitely up there. I think that he definitely will be an Hall of Fame first ballot. Uh, And... I mean... If he's not, then somebody's an asshole. That's just me. I mean, he had one of the biggest contracts ever before he was 25. With that $126 million deal. Yeah. And that was back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, set wise, yes, he is all of them. You can't take him away from what he did. I mean,. Yes, he wasn't. He's not on the same level as Tim Duncan. I would never put him that high. I'm sorry. People used to say KG was better. People used to say KG was better overall game wise. He had more skills than Tim Duncan. But in a clutch, no. Consistency, no. Only listen. Only reason why people would even think about saying that Tim is better than KG is because. Tim has the intensity that Tim Duncan does, but in the end, on the court, I don't. I don't see how anybody can try to put them two together. I mean, I've heard this like I heard this over the years that people say that KG overall was better than Tim Duncan. I mean, he has a better skill set, but overall, nah. 
about to say, I, mean, but I don't know about that. Now. When it's, I mean, you take away, take away the, take away the rings. Tim Duncan is a better defender. His basketball IQ, I think, is higher than KG's. Hell yeah. He's better at controlling his emotions, and nothing really gets to Tim Duncan. He doesn't show, he doesn't show any type of emotion. Hey, and you could credit that to the rest that ejected him for laughing. He's definitely tightened up ever since then. I, I, just, I just don't exactly. see how anybody could throw a comparison with those two. I like, and this, and it may seem kind of biased in how I came off against KG, but Tim Duncan can beat you and kill you with the most basic moves, and it's nothing you can do to stop it. Like he's mastered all the basics to where he didn't even have to. Think about it this way. When has Tim Duncan really advanced his game? He's been, he came in the same player and left the same player and killed the position and dominated it for who knows how many years. Yeah, you know, those are the same people that called him boring and all this other stuff. Oh, nah, yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot of people who don't, who don't respect fundamentally sound basketball. Who don't really expect? Who really don't respect the fundamentals? Oh, but it's no razzle dazzle. At the same time, last time I checked, razzle dazzle doesn't win you championships. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not at all. I mean, that's the case. I mean, a, a three sixty windmill dunk is the same amount of points as a layup. Like exactly, that's, that's just what it is. I mean, one looks. I mean, one looks better than the other, doesn't? But at the same time, it's both are two points. Let me put it this way. If Razzle, if Razzle Dazzle and stuff like that won rings, then Vince Carter would have a couple of rings. Okay, all right. Let me shut up. Okay, all right. Hell. <laughs> Allen Iverson would, Iverson would be sitting on five. Because <laughs> <laughs> he used to cross that was up like it was no tomorrow. But, yeah. But, I mean, when it's all said and done, it's all about the play that gets you the, that championship. Even though AI is a Hall of Famer, though. That's the thing about it. That's the funny about it. AI Hall of Famer, though. I mean, it was no doubt yeah. that he was going there. I mean, <laughs> come on now. AI was a monster. Right. Yeah. One thing about Iverson, though, that kind of upset me. I mean, he was a monster, but it was like, well, I mean, as the years passed, I mean, it was the same thing. You really didn't see that much advancement with his game. I mean, his assist went up a little more, but that was it. You didn't see, you saw, you didn't see him develop like Kobe. I mean, granted, obviously came in on a different level than Kobe, but if you really notice, Kobe got better and better and better. Damn near every season that they came into the league, until he started having injuries. Yeah, I mean, it was like Iverson is like. It wasn't really that much progression. It was just the same thing. The same crossover, the same sheet 40, 40, 50 times a game. The same pack of baskets. The same try to, you be, try to score you 90% of your team. You got to remember, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Practice. That's what I. The motherfucker was practice. But he didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, practice. that's true. <laughs> Just saying. 
you don't practice, you ain't gonna play. You know, you ain't gonna change. That's you know, <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you're not gonna so, change. I mean, <laughs> you're not gonna get better. I mean, Kobe so, so chills. So, so chills. Hell to the Redskins, right? <laughs> Hell to the Redskins. Are we, are we on football gotta, now? Hey, we want to slide the football now. <laughs> uh, I want to congr- I want to congratulate Coach Chris's Minnesota Vikings for beating the snot out of the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, and no I am. Hey, here, here, here's the deal. Uh, going at, when Mike Zimmer first got there. And he had a rookie quarterback and no Adrian Peterson, and they went 7-9. and nine. I already said that Minnesota is going to be a problem in a couple years. That wasn't me just being a fan. That should be anybody watching. But I would, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I'm surprised my damn self how much we dominated uh, MVP Super Bowl playing quarterback. I, I, even as a fan, I cannot say I saw – a win like that coming. Eight sacks, three picks, a safety, Cam Newton just looking crazy. Like, I, I just, I, I can't even say as a fan that I saw that coming. And what one sucks is that, I have, what sucks I have Minnesota's defense on one of my fantasy teams, and they was on the fucking bench for those numbers. I was like, God damn it. Why don't did I bad. play those motherfuckers? Don't feel bad. I bet the Chiefs did <laughs> still won. The thing is, though, the one thing I kind of don't like is Minnesota is not getting the credit that I feel that they deserve, and and I'm glad uh, I'm glad uh, you know Chills gave me a tag gave me a chance to slide this in here. But so week one it was it's Marcus Mariota. Week two it's Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson having found their chemistry again. They got a blase block. One of the best quarterbacks ever needs to find chemistry with a receiver to beat the Vikings. All right. So then week three, now they're saying uh, Cam Newton could possibly be distracted by what's going on in Charlotte and blase block. Like, I, I, you had a 10 0 lead, you blew it, and now it's, oh, distraction, distraction, distraction. Oh, yeah, they're really shitting on your team. There's no better way to put yeah. it. Um, first of all, how can they even say what's going on in North Carolina about Cam Newton when he's too busy dabbing and shit? Let's, let's yeah. get that out the way. Every time <laughs> you see this man, he's the one, he's either dabbing or he's dressing up looking like a fucking phone. <laughs> I mean, if anything that's, that should be distracting him is his wardrobe. Because it, 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 that is it's disturbing. Some of the <laughs> Russell West, disturbing. Him and Russell Westbrook shop at the same store. I'm convinced. Hey, yo. Is, hey, yo. They got the same stylist. Oh, my. I, I, have, I have a question because uh, this is I, – I waited to lead up to this and – I asked about it, and then this is literally the sole reason I called. That's why I'm kind of happy you started out with the Vikings, Panthers. But what is, like, I have to ask, 
is Cam Newton not the safest player in the league right now? Is it just me? I have to ask. He, he doesn't always know if he wants felt the way about Cam. Always for the always, uh yeah. I mean, I give I, I, Cram his due. He's a talented player, but yeah. He needs to just stay away from a microphone. He, he, I mean, exactly. he, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't know what he wants to say. He doesn't know how he wants to stand. I mean, before it was Kaepernick doesn't know what it's like, and he was against him kneeling and blah 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 and all that. And then on Sunday he's wearing t-shirts with Martin Luther King quotes, and it's kind of like it's kind of like one of those things like he wanted to be on board, but his publicist or agent, you know, he had to wait to get the green light from them or you know, to try to jump on board. But in the end, he wore a T-shirt while Kaepernick is actually doing something. If they didn't tell you that Sam had a T-shirt on, you would not have known that he had that T-shirt on. I didn't like, know he I, had a T-shirt on. Exactly. It's the, it was the one with the uh, Justice uh, Anywhere is a Justice Everywhere, something like that. Something like that. It was a Martin Luther King quote. But I, I'm just mm. kind of like, once I saw that, I was like, that's kind of phony. Like, you were a couple weeks ago, it was, you didn't get it, you understand. He sounds confused, like he doesn't know what he wants to say or whose side he wants to take. Like, I, I just don't get you know, I'm like, if you're okay. going to be a football player, you know, but if you want to try to be down with the social thing, you need to pick a side, stick with it, or whatever. Like, you can't be flip-flopping. It just, it just looks fake to me, like, now that it's caught on. He's like, oh, it's okay for me to jump on board. But before, when it wasn't a big deal and it just got started, he didn't know what the hell he wanted to do. You want, you want to know why? It's not, it's not the fact that he didn't know what he wanted to do. He didn't want to piss off his sponsors, his endorsements. That's what it was. Yeah, he didn't want to. Put, he didn't want to piss off those who are putting money into his pockets, into his bank account. Yeah, because one player lost two endorsements. Yep. I, I forgot who it was. Maybe one else on me, but it was a player. I think he was like a safety or somewhere, corner or something like that. But he lost two endorsements for going with, you know, standing up or sitting down for what he believed in. Right. And that, and that's yeah. the part where I say it's kind. Of, that's the part where I say it's like fake. Like you said, like he doesn't want to lose endorsements. That's what I'm saying. Like if you're going to be about it. You need to say forget the endorsement. Like I'm not saying forget his money. He needs his money. That's what he plays for. That's what he worked for since little league. But in the end, if if you're not going all in with an issue like this, where you as a black quarterback who is probably a my the biggest minority position in the league, like there are probably more white linemen than black quarterbacks in the league. Like you're in that small category of, of people and. I don't know, I just thought that he's not using it to his full advantage. If, like I said, if he's like LeBron, LeBron said at the beginning, I like what he, Kaepernick is doing, but I'm not kneeling. I'm standing up for the flag, boom. Like, he let it be known early of what stance he's taking. Like, that, that's the pro I'm trying to figure out with him. Honestly, Cam is still 27. I'm not going to make an excuse for that, but honestly, in his mind, Besides his endorsement, he doesn't know who he really is yet. That's true. He's that just a six foot six. He's just a six foot six guy who 
plays quarterback and likes the fucking who likes the dad and wear funny clothes. That's Cam. <laughs> Shit. That's Cam. That's what makes Cam happen. <laughs> long as he could dab and wear his fucking uh, Smokey the Bear hat, be good. And he has a little Bojangles bow tie. Yo. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> These two niggas said Bojangles, Bojangles. Yo, I'm done. I can't. I mean, that's, at the end of the day, that's what it is. I mean, it's not like I said anything wrong here. Yeah, I'm, about, I, 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 I'm just saying, like, I'm like, where's the lie? <laughs> there is none. All right, but, um, but, um, yeah, let's, we actually do need to, uh, move on to the, well, we're still going to be in football, but, yeah, we need to go, we need to discuss week three. <laughs> Oh. Well, week three, week three saw saw the Saints get get beat down on Monday Night Football, which was utter. I was like, man. Honestly, I want to say thank you to the Atlanta Falcons because uh, I was at that point I was in my series against the Park. I was leading by seventeen points, and I needed the Falcons' defense to keep the ball out of Brandon Cook's hands, and they did that. Brandon Cooks only got one point. <laughs> yeah, and I gotta give a shout a out. Job. And I gotta give a shout out to Drew Brees and Devontae Freeman, especially Devontae Freeman. That last run he had at towards the end of the game, that big thirty, that forty plus yard run, helped me to make an epic comeback in two and both my Yahoo leagues to turn around and remain unbeaten. And Drew Brees also helped in those comebacks. So shout out to Devontae Freeman. Oh, and he also helped me out in a couple of my ESPN leagues as well. So shout out to Devontae Freeman. <laughs> shout out to Drew Brees. They they really helped me rub out when it came down to it. So yeah, shout out to them. And, um, shout out to the Redskins who pulled out a, a hard a hard fought victory against the Giants on Sunday. Right, I mean hard. Uh-huh. Shout out to Dustin Dustin Joe. Shout out to um to Hopkins. Dustin Hopkins, NFC Special Teams Player of the Week, in all five of his field goals. Shout out to <laughs> the Redskins, Google Cravens, who are making a game-winning interception. Also, I want to make a, send a special shout-out to LeGarrette Blunt. Those 22 points that you helped me get in fantasy football, man. Hey, I'm starting you all season. Hell, I might even well, talk about- to you about week. No, I got I got to plug in Marvin. I set out Marvin Jones this week. Yo, I definitely got shout out Marvin Jones. That man went balls to the wall. That man was balled out, yo. As soon as that game was over, I plugged him right. You know what? Yeah, he bought him. You know what? I'm glad that you guys benched Marvin Jones because I started Matthew Stafford. I started Marvin Jones on my, on one on a couple of my fans' teams that he he was looking lovely. I was like, yes, sir. But um, but the Redskins game didn't come didn't like Redskins game did come with some casualties though. We did have a couple of injuries, one really serious, and possibly a career ender. D. Hall. D. Hall's career might be done. Before his ACL on Sunday, he's done. And they think he might be done for his career. He's up there in age. 
I mean, I'm, it's too early to judge, but, I mean, if it is, I mean, he's had a great career. He's been solid. He's been loyal to this organization and to the fans. So, I mean, if it is it, I, I wish D'Angelo Hall the best. Oh, was, and, 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 and he had a solid he had a solid career. So, even if he it is, it's not the way you want to go out. But I'm not a Redskins fan, but in the end, you can't take away what the man accomplished. Like he, he can't take that away from himself. Like he had a solid career. I mean, Most people dream to have the career he had. <laughs> yeah, like Adam Pacman Jones and all the every other D D that came up the same year as he did. I will say this oh. though. I will say this. D Hall could do like Steve Smith Senior did. He tore his Achilles and came back and Steve Smith's been killing it. He might do the same thing. By the way, anybody been paying attention to that rivalry between Steve Smith Senior and Jalen and, and Jalen Ramsey? Jalen Ramsey might not know who he might want to watch who he's fucking with when he comes to talking trash. Anybody yeah. know Steve Smith the craziest dude in the league? <laughs> when you got a nigga that come on camera, live on camera, and tell somebody to ice up, son, ice up, that's not the nigga you want to talk trash about, though. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, Jalen didn't know, he doesn't know no better. I mean, the boy is still a beast, but he didn't know any better. He didn't know that Steve Smith is that crazy old veteran that you just don't fuck with. Here's the crazy part. Jalen Ramsey made it seem like he shut down Steve Smith Sr. past Sunday. Steve Smith Sr. had eight catches for 86 yards. That's not shut down, son. <laughs> But uh, speaking of shutdowns, though, how did I mean? What what how, what do y'all rank Josh's Josh Norman's performance against Odell Beckham Jr.? A seven. move Odell away from Norman for him to even get open. <laughs> like, in the slot, that's where Odell really excels at. I'll mean, still, still give it a seven, though. I mean, just just me, i give it a seven. Though, like I said, I love what Stuart Cravens is doing, and Quentin Dunbar, man, with that fake punt catch and that one-handed interception, Quentin Dunbar balls for real. Okay, um, I was going there because the fact that ODB was OB, uh, OBJ was mentally taken out of his game. I'll give Josh Norman that credit because he took him out the game mentally. Would, would you give him a tie deal with you, Tim? Tim? I don't think I would. I mean, I mean most, of, most of Beckham and Josh came – when they had to put him in the slot to get away from Josh Norman. Not because he burnt Josh Norman. They had to get him away from Josh Norman. Oh, shit. Sure. Oh, 
But I mean, they had to they had to get Josh they had to get him away from Josh Norman for him to even do anything. So I'm looking at I mean I'm just looking at back in the whole game like, oh yeah, this guy's frustrated. He's aggravated. He's fighting the prep the kicking net. He got his ass beat by a kicking net. I mean, yeah, for that, I'll give, I'll give Josh Norman an eight and a half just for that, because that kicking that shit was funny as hell. That was the funniest shit yeah, I ever I mean, seen in a while. And in the end, in the end, the reason why I would give Josh Norman some credit is, like you said, like, I think Odell played more to try to get back at Josh last year and not play to win the game. And, and I just, I, like, if you look at certain plays, like the one play, where he broke a tackle from Josh Norman and he got some yards. He didn't score, but he broke a play. It turned out to be a decent catch and run. They broke a Josh Norman tackle, but after that, like, he just felt like he had won the game off of one play. And I think he played, he was playing Josh Norman and not the Washington Redskins. Yeah, and that's why I said Josh Norman got to him mentally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, old Beckham was mo- was mostly focused on beating Josh Norman, not burning the Redskins secondary, and that caused him and his team. Very much so. I, I did I did make this comment that the Giants' uh, offense is very pedestrian, and then they fucked around, showed up uh, right then and there, and I just made me look like. Yeah. Oh, and but, then, and yeah. then the Houston Texans made me look, look like a fool too, thinking that they was going to dominate the Patriots, and they ended up getting shut out. Yeah, they Admiral. did. That game, man. But um, another. But shit, we need to move on. Uh, we need to move on. We four. Like we got like three minutes left. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. Let's see. I guess we um. We can quickly make, I can quickly give my picks, I guess. Let me see if I can pull this joint up. Yeah. All right. All right, my quick my picks, real quick. Uh, Bengals, Colts, Panthers, Patriots, Lions, Redskins, Texans, Raiders over the Ravens, Seahawks, Broncos, the 49ers over the Cowboys, Cardinals over the Rams, Saints make a uh, comeback to beat the Chargers. Steelers come back to beat the Chiefs, and the Vikings beat the Giants on Monday night. Okay. Let's see. Hold on. Give me a minute. I'm gonna go ahead, go ahead, coach. <laughs> I got Bengals over Dolphins. I actually have the Jaguars upsetting the Colts. Patriots over Bills. Texans over Titans. Lions over Bears. I don't know what the hell is going on with the Bears. Panthers over Falcons. They suck. That's what's going on. Okay. All right. <laughs> Seahawks over Jets. I actually had the Raiders beating the Ravens. Redskins over Browns. And Broncos over Bucks. Rams are going to beat the Cardinals. Remember that one. Um, uh, Cowboys. Cowboys 49ers. I'm going to go. I hate the Cowboys. I hate their fans. I don't hate the Cowboys. I hate their fans. But I'm going with Dallas. Chargers over Saints, Steelers over Chiefs, and Vikings over Giants. Okay. 
let's see. I'm going with the bank. I'm going with the Bengals over the Dolphins. I'm going for the Jaguars over the Colts. Ah, the Panthers will rebound against the Falcons. I'm going to pick the Patriots over the Bills. Uh, the Lions over the Bears. The Redskins over the Browns. The Texans over the Titans. The Raiders over the Ravens. The Seahawks over the Jets. The Broncos over the Bucks. The 49ers over the Cowboys. The Rams over the Cardinals. Yes, I'm with I'm with you, Coach. Uh, the Chargers over the Saints. The Chiefs over the Steelers. Over the Steelers. And the Vikings over the Giants. So I'm the only one who don't think LA. I'm the only one who thinks LA ain't shit, and that Arizona's gonna rebound. Damn, ain't that some shit? Um, I'll be that long wolf. I'll... <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'll be that little okay. Okay, okay, um Dude, here's LA, LA Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Okay. LA might be shit, but within that division, they have went four and two the past two seasons. Within that division. Okay. Yeah, they did. I mean they swept I'm trying to think they I think they swept the Adelaide. They did. Yeah, they swept the Adelaide. They and they split. They uh, they. I know they split Arizona. They split Arizona. They split with Arizona. I just don't see them beat. I just don't see Arizona losing two straight, especially like you know. I just don't see it. I just see Arizona as one. I don't think I don't think a lot of the NFC is the same as the last year. I mean if you look at the Saints, I mean who really could have expected them getting beat down the way they, they got beat down? Like it, it, I mean I don't I don't think any of the I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying, but I just don't like the Falcons, I thought Matt Ryan was gonna light it up this year. Um, I mean, they're not doing terrible, but I just – the whole NFC, if you look at the Panthers, if you look at, um, you know, the Packers are still the Packers. The Seahawks, they usually don't pick up until mid-season anyway, but the NFC this year is not looking like the NFC as far as – so I think it's more of a week-to-week thing as far as that whole conference. Honestly, the Rams have owned – Teams in that division for the past two seasons. They played very well against. They played very well against Seattle and Arizona. So honestly, nothing changes. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Looks like we're out of time here, folks. Yep. Well, I want to thank Eric. I want to thank Coach Crixus and Black Joe people calling in. This is your boy Chills. This this has been Skybox. We'll be back with you next next Wednesday. Holla. Bye bye. Adios.